Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1997's Eve's Bayou, directed by Cassie Lemons and starring Lynn Whitfield and Samuel L. Jackson. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, so I checked out Good Time from 2017. That's a great movie. Isn't it awesome? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's so good. And I loved it. I mean, Robert Pattinson um, is a good actor. Mm-hmm. And... and it's so good that that's coming out now, mm-hmm. and I, I just I just couldn't believe how good it was and how sort of frenetic it was. And it takes mm-hmm. like Martin Scorsese's After Hours from 1985 and just like doesn't actually copy it. It just takes those ideas uh-huh. and makes it its own. Yeah, um, it's a really original movie, and and everyone should see it. Yeah, the Softy brothers made a great film. Yeah, I loved the ending with his brother so in the little like uh, therapy session. That was so cool. I was in tears, man. I, I was know. Like, I can't believe this tragedy. And and him. His performance in the opening scene too, yeah, uh, where he's where he's being questioned by the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, yeah, it is it is totally heartbreaking. It's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely recommend it. I watched Spaceballs, which uh, <laughs> is right. always a good time. Nice. There you go. Yeah, uh, I love this movie. It might be my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think it's hilarious whether you're a Star Wars fan or not. Right. Uh, and it. It's just a great movie. Yeah, it I, is. I love it. It is. It's totally enjoyable and it's totally rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah, I could quote the whole thing. I mm-hmm. I probably could too. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing too is that like a lot of people actually saw Spaceballs before they watched Star Wars. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, you know, and and they even watched it before they watched Alien. Mm-hmm. And you know they so they went into like really famous movies knowing the the satire yeah. of them before the <laughs> you know it's so true and I think what makes it work is that even without knowing the references yes. it's a fun adventure movie it is it is you know so that's that's job well done Mel Brooks Very exactly good. we probably will do Spaceballs one day I'm yeah sure it's definitely going to be a future episode yeah. All right, so now let's talk about Eve's Bayou, Dave. Mm-hmm. This is not Spaceballs. No. So uh, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, so uh, Eve's Bayou is a, uh, a film that takes place, I believe, sometime in the 1960s. And um, it's, mm-hmm. it takes, it's in this like Creole community down in the bayou um, where everyone is very affluent. And uh, there's a doctor named Lewis, played by Samuel Jackson, who him and his family are kind of, you know, the center of the community. Everything mm-hmm. kind of goes through them. Everyone looks up to Lewis. And uh, Lewis has a lot of power, and he wields his power uh, in good and bad ways. And his daughters, as watch what he does, as does his wife, and they are either troubled by him or they really admire him, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. And this movie also features... Uh, Second sight, I guess, is what it's called, is what we refer yeah, to it as. Yeah, it's kind of a clairvoyance type thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, some people have it, some don't. The Shining. It is. It, it is. It is exactly The Shining. <laughs> so that's what we'll get into because there's a lot of complicated relationships here. Yeah, very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie starts off at a party down at their very lovely southern home. It's a it's, sweet house. It is awesome. Yeah. I want to live there. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, Roger Guinevere Smith is here again. But there, he he's like, was. He's in every movie we do. I love this guy. He's dancing in every movie we do almost, too. I mean, like, he's mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. doing something where he's a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he's dancing with his wife, and uh, she's all she's all about it. Uh-huh. Right, and right. She starts dancing with Samuel Jackson, Lewis. And uh, you see kind of the, everyone's relationships here. The movie's kind of from the kid's point of view. Yes. Eve is our main character. Jernay Smollett-Bell. That's right. 
uh, and she's probably 10 in this movie. The right. actress, the character's 10, the actress is around 10. Yes. Um, so you see everything through her eyes, and uh, her older sister is 14, Sicily. Yeah. And she kind of gets more of a, the affection from her father than Eve does. Right. And the younger brother, I can't remember his name, but... His name's Poe. Poe. He has a small part in the movie. Right. But he seems to get more affection from the mother than Eve does. So right. Eve's kind of this middle child who is wanting the attention of both her parents, and she's not really getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happens here is she runs out of the party and goes and sleeps in the shed because she's upset she's not getting attention. Right. And then she wakes up to the sounds of her father and Roger Guinevere Smith's wife making love in the wine cellar there where she's sleeping. Yeah, Maddie Moreau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she wakes up to this, and I, her reaction is great. She's, like, just dumbfounded and scared. Right. Uh, and doesn't even know what to think. She probably doesn't quite know, like, how sex works yet, yeah. you know, at age 10. Mm-hmm. And her first exposure to it is watching her father do it with a woman who's not his wife. Yep. And, you know, when you mentioned the party and how... So, Roger Guinevere Smith, uh, Lenny, mm-hmm. he's when he's dancing with Maddie... It looks like they're having a nice time, and everyone mm-hmm. in the place is having a great time. Yep. But when Lewis starts dancing with Maddie, something's different. Yeah. I mean, she's way more charged up and you know reacting much mm-hmm. differently to him than she does to her husband. And everyone's watching it and, and just it, kind exactly. of accepting it almost. Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. like, well, okay, Lewis is awesome. So, you know, yeah. everything's, you know. <laughs> right. Of course she's going to be dancing like that. Yeah. Lewis is the man. I mean, he, he's got that mustache and, and those fancy clothes mm-hmm. and, you know, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the audacity of Lewis to do this in, I mean, they're, they're in like mm-hmm. the carriage house of, of the, the main yeah. you know, mansion. And that's not really safe. I mean, like, whether whether you're going to have an affair or not, like, this would be the... the Lewis just feels he's so on top of things he's, that, like, he can just get away with this. Yeah, that's um, true. And the other theme of the movie, of course, is, like, whether or not you actually saw what you think you saw or, like, I guess right, your, yeah. your unreliability of your memory. Well, the movie opens with the line, like, memory's a selection of images. Uh-huh. Basically, it's saying, like, you might remember something some way, but that might not be how it happened. That's right. And that's really the, it's how the movie kicks off. And then this event happens where she sees her father messing around. Yeah. And then she tells her older sister and her older sister tells her, no, that's not what happened. This is what happened. Yes. And then what they do is it's wonderful camera work here. And like just the way they present the story is that has the two girls there and she's telling her, no, this is what happened. They walked in, they were laughing and she fell into them and like, uh, that's what you saw. Like he was like helping her get up and all this, like right. just this bullshit basically. Yeah. And the way it happens is they're standing there telling the story and it plays out with the actors behind them, like in the setting again, just doing the scene the way Sicily's telling it now. It's wonderful. It's an awesome technique. Uh-huh. And, and it's used a couple of times in the movie. Yes. And with each time they do it, it gets better and better. My favorite is Moselle's, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we have to talk about that that amazing That's scene. That's my favorite scene in the movie. At mine, too. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yep. But, yeah, so back to that theme of your memory. Right. Like, it's also about, like, the power lies can hold. Right. And the, the power of lies and, like, the power of deception. Mm-hmm. 
how that can influence people yes. and cause things to happen. Uh, so Sicily plants this lie into her sister's head, and it triggers all these things to happen because that's what Eve believes happened. That's her memory now. Right, it. right. Even though she's confused about what she saw and thinks is her memory. Now, I mean, with, with, with all that kind of uh, like manipulation of people's memories, I mean, it, we're seeing now that it happens to both kids and adults mm-hmm. like in the world today. Um, with a kid it's definitely easier to manipulate that. Yeah. I mean, you, you can you can tell a kid, no, that's not what you saw, and they're going to believe you, and that will become their memory. Mm-hmm. What's really sinister about it is when someone does it to an adult who's just very easily shepherded in, into thinking that, that what they saw or what they, what they remember didn't actually happen that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. It's never happened to me, thankfully, Yeah. but I've always actually thought that I have almost a photographic memory of childhood and everything else. Yeah, you have a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my long-term memory is good, mm-hmm. but I wonder, after seeing Eve's Bayou, <laughs> how good it actually is. <laughs> Who knows, Yeah, man. I mean, geez, might I, might I have a completely different life that I don't even remember? I don't know. You could. Maybe someone manipulated you, <laughs> yes, Dave. Sorry. Right. <laughs> could have happened. Uh-huh. You wouldn't remember. Exactly. Uh, so... <laughs> And and in the movie, it's also on this theme. Like Moselle is the aunt of Eve. It's, she's Lewis's sister. It's Lewis's sister. Mm-hmm. She's the clairvoyant or whatever. She's right. the psychic. She does hoodoo and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And she's manipulating her clients even by like telling them things. Yeah. Because Eve questions her like, "Is that all real?" And she's like, "Well, if it's not, are they gonna sue me?" Like. Is she just bullshitting this stuff half the time, or because I get the feeling it is happening? This, yes. this, you know, second sight kind of stuff is happening with yeah. her. But is it actually true? Is that actually what's going to happen? Is this the real future, or would it have even would this stuff even happen if they even if they did not suggest it from happening? You so know? you think Mo, like Moselle definitely has this power, but whether or not it's accurate is kind of up for debate. I guess so, yeah. That's okay. what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah. Because she's suggesting these things she's having visions of. Does that... Is it like a self-fulfilling prophecy then? Mm. Could that be something that's happening? I mean, that they takes it to other levels, That certainly. takes it to more levels. Yeah. But, um, I just thought that fit kind of good in with the lying and influencing themes of the movie. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's actually what was intended or not, though. Well, I mean, everyone sees a different movie, and if you pick up on something that maybe wasn't wasn't even intended but was there all along, that's actually part of the theme. Yeah. And the other important thing to note about uh, Moselle's characters, played by Debbie Morgan in an amazing performance. The best in the movie. Yes, agreed. She's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, she also has this... Seemingly, she has a curse on her. Yeah. She's like a black widow. Uh, yes. Unintentionally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Every man she marries, uh, they've all met violent deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one we see is Branford Marsalis, who's in, uh, who's at the party. Yeah. And Uncle Harry, I yep, think. Yep, Uncle Harry. And he's he gets drunk and like tells off Lewis. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> so they're, do I. They're, <laughs> Lewis and Harry are out there arguing, and their wives are trying to get them off each other. Uh-huh. Samuel Jackson is just like, Laughing about it, oh, like, yeah. oh, man, you're drunk. Exactly. Try to hit me. You uh-huh. know? Like, right, right. He's daring and he him. tries to punch him, and he, like, moves out of the way. Of course he whiffs. It's just hilarious. And they're bickering, uh-huh. and they're fighting. <laughs> but it's almost playful, like, oh, 
they're they're just their emotions are a little too high right now. Yes, because they're fueled on alcohol. Exactly. And Lynn Whitfield and Debbie Morgan like like mm-hmm. have probably seen this scene. Oh before. yeah, I'm sure it has. And the kids come out and they're like, "Oh hey, bye, Uncle Harry." And yes. He's like stumbling around and uh-huh. saying, "You know, fuck you." Yeah, you know? that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of my favorite lines in the movies. He's saying goodbye to everybody. Yes, in like, the car. And he said, he says, "Good night, Red. Good night, Sisley. Fuck you, Doc." Yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> And the car takes off and his head like goes back and his uh-huh. hat falls off because he's just passing out. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great. But it's also used to great dramatic effect because the camera like, slows down time yes. at this. And you're you're thinking, okay, well, what the heck's happening now? Like something foreboding's going on. Right. So, yeah, it's a dangerous situation that escalates when the car leaves. Yes. Yeah. And every time um, Moselle has like a second sight uh, moment... Um, the film stock changes to black and white, and it's kind of like in mm-hmm. almost like Darren Aronofsky style, uh, yeah. which he might have stolen from Cassie Lemons. Now that I think about it, um, she she makes it so that it's like quick cuts and black and white, and you just see like frames of what might actually have happened. Mm-hmm. And this is not a uh, an ESP thing, but it's like it's like what happened to uh, Harry, you know, on the way home. He, mm-hmm. he was just you know he got hit. Yeah, there was a car accident. Right. Mm-hmm. It was kind. Of, it was kind of jarring at first. I was like, "Well, what did what actually happened there?" But then, as as the next scene comes in, where like you know, uh, Moselle is seeing clients for her fortune telling stuff. I you understand. You piece it together because Eve is there asking sort of questions about what what actually happened, and mm-hmm. and it, it they put it together for you. Yep. Uh, very well done. Yes. Um, back when Samuel Jackson's character is caught cheating. Yeah. By Eve. The way he handles it really bothers me. Okay. And I don't know why. Mm. I think it's because this guy's kind of getting away with it, and he's kind of manipulating his daughter, even though he's not really doing much. I know. It's some, there's something about this that is just so wrong. Uh-huh. He's, like, getting away with it, and he knows it. Yeah. And he's doing anything he can to make it work out without getting in trouble and without his family falling apart. But he's not even having to do much because of the control he has over his daughter. Yeah. And I, it's not like like a manipulative uh-huh. kind of... It's not mean or anything. Right, you know? it's, right. It's not insidious what he's doing. It's just this really... He just doesn't even speak, really. He lets her talk. Yeah. And he kind of just <laughs> turns things in the direction he wants. But it's not so blatant. He's so in charge, not yeah. only of his family, but of this community, mm-hmm. that he doesn't have to lose his cool. And I think that's what bothers me so much, yeah. because I know this guy is going to get away with this stuff. And he doesn't look worried about and it, he, all that yeah, worried. I, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. He's not worried about how his daughter is now fucked up from this. Exactly. He, he, he wants to, to make sure that like uh, his wife doesn't find out what happened, mm-hmm. but he's not like panicked and, and, you know, scrambling around the room going, oh my God, he just goes over to his daughter sort of calmly. And that's key. What you just said about how not thinking about how this is going to mess her up. Yeah. His main motivation in this scene is to calm her down so that she doesn't go back into the party screaming. I just saw daddy with Mrs. Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, he's probably going to deal with whatever like mental trauma she has later if he cares, which he doesn't seem to he's caught all over town with this woman by his yeah. daughter <laughs> yeah and i oh you know what i think you just triggered this okay I, what bothers me i think is that he handles it the way you should handle dealing with a child in a traumatic event like if she saw a puppy get run sure, over by a car sure. exactly he handles it the best way you can yeah but because he is in the middle of this bullshit and you hate him for this uh-huh it makes you so angry 
He's a scoundrel. He's doing the he best thing possible yes. in a bad situation Absolutely. to protect himself. Yes. It's not about his daughter. It's about him. Yeah. He's got a great bedside manner that helps him with sinning. Yeah. And you know, I think it's a wonderful check mark for this movie. Mm. How much I hate this guy. Oh, yes. And how much I hate how I feel while watching this scene. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, did, did you predict, even before you saw, like, Lewis with Mrs. Moreau in the carriage house, like, you, you kind of sensed that, that maybe something like this was, was afoot, you know? Yeah, kind of. And I'd, I'd known from reading the description in the movie, like, the okay. daughter thought she saw her dad cheating or okay. something like that. So, right. like, I expected something like this to yes. happen, which kind of sucks, you know? You want to go into a movie and be surprised by it. Uh-huh, but, right. Um, yeah, I kind of got a sense because when they're dancing, you're like, all right, there's a little more here, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, and they, they don't telegraph anything, but they, they definitely set you up for, like, just, just knowing the mood and, like, everyone is there and everyone is not only participating in the dancing, but, like, watching Samuel L. Jackson do his thing. Uh-huh. And only his mother disapproves of it. Yeah. You know, because she's speaking like Creole French mm-hmm. and she's just sort of shaking her head going, oh, look, look, you know, she, she yep. knows that this guy's going to like, this is all going to come to roost for him one day mm-hmm. because his like hands are all over her. It's it's not even just like innocent dancing. I mean, he's like, he's, he's yeah. reaching under he, her skirt. It, it's at one pretty, point. pretty yes. extreme. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, and everyone's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, they're oh. cheering him on. <laughs> God damn. And I love after that. Dance is over. He dances with Sicily. Yeah. Which is great. Which and they, is key. They have a good, fun father-daughter dance. Yeah. And everyone, like, Sicily starts doing some fancy moves, uh-huh. and everyone's like, oh, good uh-huh. lord. Look exactly. at that. Yes. Yeah, and, it's and, a good time. Yes. And he's just like, he's looking at everybody with pride going, look at my daughter over there. Look yep. at my lovely daughter. Can't she dance? Uh-huh. And you then know? Eve gets upset. Yeah. That's and what she makes even it. mentions a few scenes later, like, why don't you ever dance with me? Right. You know? the, the admiration that these kids have for their father mm-hmm. is, um, it, it's, it's strange because Cicely, when, she, when Eve tells her about what she saw about the affair, mm-hmm. like the admiration doesn't go away for Cicely. Cicely tells her to shut up yeah. and stop it. Right. Stop saying these things because this can't be true. There's no way this could be true. Exactly. And and kind of like she she's old enough she's about she's almost she's fourteen, 14 I yes think. and and she has to know just from watching what went down at the party like how plausible Eve's story is well and we find out later even though she tells her a lie like this is probably what happened yes. about the laughter and they stumbled upon each other and that right. was what they saw right she even says later like I believed you then yeah you know but I I couldn't believe it right yeah and. And I understand that it would be tough to process if someone told mm-hmm. you this, if, you, if your sibling told you this about your father, who you both adore. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, like, like when you see your little sister uh, this frantic, you, you have to know, like, what's going on. M- mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you tell her, maybe you don't tell her that, like, what you saw isn't what you thought you saw. You just say, don't tell anyone about this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep this between us. And then you can investigate as the older kid who kind of understands things a little better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't confront your dad about it, obviously. Right. Um, but that, that's not the course she takes because her admiration for this man, it, it's, it's what, it's what everyone would want in their relationship with their kids. Yeah. But it's built, uh, it's built on lies. Yeah. And even when knowing that he's a philanderer and is adulterous, mm-hmm. like she actually becomes bitter toward her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's really, really messed up. <laughs> yeah. The family starts to 
really feel the stress of this now. Right. Um, and Uncle Harry's dead now, and yeah, so a few bad things are happening. Yeah. You know, all on the same night, basically. Yeah, pretty that much. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the kids get trapped in the house? Yes. <laughs> go yes, there. because... Uh, Moselle they... has a vision that a kid gets hit by a bus or something. Well, it's the other fortune teller. It's it's like oh, that, yeah. that voodoo priestess down on the... Down on the by the docks. Yeah, El Zora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So before that, Roz, it's Lynn Whitfield, the wife's character. Yes. Roz and uh, Moselle mm-hmm. are walking along, you know, the water, talking and confiding in each other. Right. And you find out she knows he's cheating. Like, she, it's just obvious. Yes. She knows. Everybody in town knows. Right. And so they're walking to the market, and then there's El Zora's there. And the, she wants to get her fortune read. El Zora, the voodoo uh, priestess. Yeah, right. the voodoo priestess. And Moselle's like... That lady's a joke, man. She's like, but you do this stuff. Yeah, but I'm not out here, you know, in my fucking makeup like that. You know, just, no, she's crazy. Right. So uh, <laughs> she goes and gets her fortune read and tells her some very mysterious stuff, which actually comes to be true. Yeah. You know, like you'll you'll be happy again in three years. Look to your children. And we all know Eve's going to kill her father because the movie starts with that. I was right. 10 years old when I killed my father. Right, right. Um. So uh, she gets kind of freaked out about it, and then Moselle has her fortune read. She puts a dollar in that bin and is like, read my fortune, bitch. <laughs> That's basically what she, she does, says to I her. Do. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells her, you're cursed, you know. Uh-huh. You're cursed and you're a black widow, and, you know, you should never marry anybody because they're going to die. You know, it's your fault. <laughs> and I think she says it in this really mean-spirited way, too, because she knows she just was talking shit on her. Oh, so yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, give me my dollar and uh-huh. then get the fuck out of exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. And and it's and it's too it's too it goes both ways too because like Moselle thinks this lady's a charlatan. Uh-huh, yeah. And and so like uh <laughs> she, she she just told her sister-in-law some upsetting things, but she also acknowledges that maybe she does have powers. Yeah, right. And then the other lady and then Elzora is just like, "I know you have powers too, and I'm going to tell you what's what." Yep. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> and then uh uh, then they run off. They're upset about all this stuff. And then Moselle has the vision that a kid gets hit by a bus. Yeah. And so at this point, they're freaking out. They decide to let the kids stay in the house forever until, I don't know. The kids are on lockdown and, and for the they, whole summer. they can't leave this house. Yeah. And I love that. Cuts to the kids poking a snake. Yeah. They're like, it's dead. Look. And like they pick it up and it's like hissing and they're like, ah. Uh-huh. I just love that little like childhood whimsy that happens. You yes, know? of course, it's great. It, uh, it reminded me of like the Florida Project, how that was like. Oh yeah, yeah. The point of view of the kids' world, you right, know, like right. you get little glimpses of that from like Eve and her brother and sister and stuff, which I think is great. Yeah, because like all summer long, like all you do is you're just outside. Yeah, uh, like doing this kind of stuff. They're playing pranks on each other. Yeah. They're they're hitting sticks and doing right. things like that. And Cicely is noticeably absent. I mean, even though she's also in the in the the lockdown here, mm-hmm. um, like like she doesn't want to be going out and, and messing with snakes. She wants to like do things that she like wants a to do lady things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is what actually then drives uh, Cicely to do what she does. Uh, when you said about lady things, because she's the one yeah. who breaks the curfew. Yeah, she goes out. She leaves without permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom is on the phone with the police because she's left and been gone for so long. Yeah. Apparently, she walked all the way to, like, Daddy's clinic, you know, across town. She crossed the train track. She did all this. Right. Then she went to the beauty salon, uh-huh. got her hair cut, got her makeup done. Yes. And then her mother slaps her in the face. Wonderful. <laughs> nice move, Mom. I know. <laughs> Cause, and when she takes her hood off... Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it was meant to be this way or not, but her hairstyle looks just like Lynn Whitfield's. I noticed that too. Okay. It has to be that okay. way. It has to be intentional. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like, okay, mom. I know. I'm doing, I'm you now. Yeah. And Roz even says like, you remind me exactly of myself right. when I was your age. And th- there has to be some significance for what happens later mm-hmm. that she does what she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and be- she's looking like her mother now. Yes. And she behaves like her mother now. Right. There you go. I didn't pick up on that, but yeah, definitely. Because yeah. mm-hmm. she's only 14, but she behaves like like she's 28. You know, yeah, like, she's like, very mature yes. and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and she wants to be regarded as an adult. And she actually waits up every night for, um, for Lewis to come home. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, he's a doctor, so he keeps odd hours. I mean, he's gone all day sometimes. Sometimes he's not. Mm-hmm. Half the time he's, you know, cheating on with other women. Yes. But, yeah. Because, yeah, it's, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> it's not just Maddie Moreau. Like, like one, one time when Eve is out doing his rounds with him. Man. I mean, he just, like... There's this lady in, like, yeah. her nightgown, like, and he's taking her pulse on yeah. her chest. And it's obvious what's going to happen here. Of course. And he's like, all right, we're going to leave. And then she's like, well, doctor, can't you give me some medicine or whatever yes, she says? Yes. And he's like, Eve, go wait outside. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he just like, I mean, yeah. with, without, without any thought to like, he's already been caught by Eve mm-hmm. doing this. And rather than, you know, like take any care to make sure that this doesn't happen again, either in his own life or I'm going to stop doing this mm-hmm. or like, let me make sure that, that I'm, I'm actually setting a good example for my children. I'm just going to cheat on my wife and tell my kid to wait outside. <sighs> and, and Eve knows. I know. And on top of that, it's the same thing that you mentioned earlier about his, his manner about it. Mm-hmm. He's just like, so he's smiling throughout this whole thing. He's mm-hmm. in a very pleasant man. Mm hmm. Um, which makes him even more sinister because he's not blowing his stack. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not throwing things. He's just a southern gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know, man, he's he's terrible. This guy's despicable. I know. Man. God damn. <laughs> so um, after the incident with slapping Sicily after she left the house, I guess another kid dies. Some, o- some other kid. Some yeah. other kid gets hit by a bus, and they're like, "Oh yes, we're free!" And they're celebrating. And everyone's <laughs> celebrating. Even Grandma says, "You know, you're someone's kid died, exactly. and you're happy." That's right. Knock it yeah, off. Yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's ever the voice of reason. I love movie. Grandma. Yeah, she's oh, awesome. I love it at that dinner table. They're like, back in my day, kids right. never talked back. Your word was the bottom line. Like, uh-huh. It's so good. I and, love it. And Samuel Jackson isn't even like acknowledging her. He's just eating his cereal. Yes. Like and reading yeah, the paper. Exactly. <laughs> it, it just, it, just mama's just talking. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna eat my cereal. Okay. <laughs> Here she goes again. That's right. <laughs> I know. Um, and then around this time we get the the scene with Moselle mm-hmm. talking about how Maynard died and all this stuff, or how she found out she was in love with him. Let's talk about. Oh, yeah. this is the best scene in the movie. Agreed. Dude. Uh, Eve is at her house or something like that. Eve is at her house. Eve is over there and they're talking about love and things. And, and Moselle starts telling the story about how she was cheating on her husband, Moselle, not Moselle, Maynard. uh, Maynard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause she finds out now that Eve knows about her father cheating. Right. So Moselle tells her, you know, I was doing that too. And, uh, it does this the same trick where, like, we talked about earlier, where the, the scene plays out in the background. This one happens in a mirror. Yes. As Eve and Moselle are standing there looking in the mirror, uh, the characters, like, appear in another mirror. Right. As uh, she's the, Maynard the character shows from her up, story. The characters in the story show up in the mirror. Right. 
And as, as Moselle's telling this story, she like walks out of the camera frame and winds up like in the mirror, you know, it's just great staging of the set yes. and, and placing the characters where they should be. Um, and she's telling the story. Then she's part of the story while she's telling it. It's wonderful, man. I, I love it. It's like Shakespearean. It, it's that it's that same technique it is, of yeah. like you know, mm-hmm. like when Richard the Third tells you what what he's going to do, and then goes and does it, and he's within the or Hamlet too. Mm, yeah, like he'll like break the fourth wall and, ad- and address the audience. Mm-hmm. In this though, it's like it's double that because she's telling a story from her memory mm-hmm. and Eve is wrapped with attention. And then she herself, Moselle goes in and acts in the memory mm-hmm. um, for our benefit. It's great, man. It's so cool. And God, the performance from Debbie Morgan is amazing. <laughs> her delivery. I know her, her body language, everything. Wonderful. It's a tour de force. It's great. Yeah. And so the story is she was cheating on uh, Maynard with some other guy. Hosea. Hosea. And then uh, she says, you know, she she wasn't in love with them. She was. And so Hosea comes to the house and wants to take Moselle away. They're mm-hmm. going to skip town together and live happily ever after. That's right. And she even says, you know, this guy, when I was with him, my body was on fire. Like, uh-huh. physically, there's nothing better than this. Right, right. Ever. There never will be again. There never was before. <laughs> That's right. And so... He comes to take her away, and then what Maynard does just looks like this normal Joe sitting right. there with his little beer belly and stuff. And, and he's got a bow tie and a cardigan. He's got a bow tie, yeah. yep. And <laughs> she says she went, ran upstairs to pack her bags, and she heard what Maynard said, and he's like, no one's leaving with my wife. You know, mm-hmm. she's staying here. That's right. And then uh, he pulls out a gun on him. Hosea does. Hosea does, and is like, no, she's coming with me. And Maynard walks up to the gun. Makes it go into his chest and says, well, you're going to have to kill me because my wife ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and he's like, Moselle, come here and tell this man to leave. Right. Because I don't want you on my property. <laughs> and it, his assertion of this position he has, uh-huh. it, it makes Moselle realize she's in love with this man. Yes. Um, so she comes down and stands by his side and defends him and says, you know what? I don't need this affair anymore. Get out of here. Right. And then... You're, it's a wonderful scene, and you're like, man, she stayed, she stayed by her man, yes. which is great. Even though it's a shitty thing you're doing, it's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Maybe you got some sense knocked into you here. Of course. And then the story ends with her husband being shot in the chest, and he dies. Because yeah. she's the Black Widow, and everyone dies. It's, he, it's, the ending is so unexpected. I know. And they, they, they keep... Like, like within this, it's not one single take. It feels like that a lot because you're so wrapped up in it. But they, they keep flashing over to Eve sitting there with her jaw on the floor. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. at being, she's, all she's doing, all, all we know is that she's being told this story by Moselle. We're seeing the actual, like, you know, memory made flesh like uh-huh. this. So we're getting more than what Eve is seeing. And so our jaws are even further on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole thing of Maynard Standing up to Hosea and saying, you know, this is not going to happen, while at the same time being that forgiving of Moselle. Yeah. You know, like understanding that that maybe she had her reasons for doing what she did. And Moselle had told us the reason she was with Hosea wasn't because she was in love with him, was because he was like... The world's greatest lover. Exactly. Which, you know, I mean, everyone needs that at some point in their Mm -hmm. life, I guess. So... Um, like Maynard understands that, that maybe I'm not giving her everything she needs physically, but 
for then Moselle to understand that, that Maynard loves her and is willing mm-hmm. to fight for her. Um, not physically, but just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this is not going to happen because the, you know, we're together. We made a vow before God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And all of these things that I, I was just talking about are, are not even really said in the scene other than just with body language and, mm-hmm. and with the message being put across like this. It's so good. Yeah. It's just an exceptional, awesome sequence. It's wonderful. And I, I thought it was one unbroken take. Mm. I didn't realize they were intercutting Eve's reactions and stuff. Just like, a couple I, I of just, times, yeah. But, man, it, well, at the beginning especially, right. I, it's not it's, – it's unbroken. Yes. Because it, they move over to the mirror – from the couch to the mirror to start talking, and the camera pans a little to another mirror, and the men are there, and uh-huh. then she walks out of the frame. It's amazing. It's so good. It's I know. She, like, it doesn't cut. She walks out of the frame, and then you see in the mirror, she's walking up to the men. So good. I, You know what? The thing is, like, everything I said right there about, like, cutting back to Eve, I could be mistaken. You could I, be, I, but I, I know. I, I believe you. Okay. My memory is not correct. See, and I that's guess. The, I don't uh, know. that's what gets me is that, like <laughs> I just it just as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm thinking about the themes of Eve's Bayou are happening to me right now. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Dave's Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. named for <laughs> You're named after Dave. <laughs> Dave Baptiste. <laughs> Uh, Dave Baptiste. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Okay. Uh so wow. That scene stops you in your it tracks. It sure does, man. Um yeah. that, that when that happened, I was like, wow, this movie just jumped up for me. I know. It was good before, but now this is awesome. <laughs> I had to like, you know, uh sort of take a breath after it ends because it's just like that was that was a movie in and of itself. I was speechless. Yes. I was I was as enthralled as Eve was. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. I mean, you, you're just totally wrapped up in it. And is it right after this when it gets truly mysterious and Vondi Curtis call shows up? I think so. Okay. Yeah. He shows up with his long hair. It's gray locks, man. Wow. Uh, starts. <laughs> he's looking for his wife. <laughs> yes. And Moselle is going to help him find her. And Moselle touches his hands. And what she sees is her and him together? Is that what it is? I think she sees his wife and another man together. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay, I couldn't tell for sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was that or if she saw her own future with this man. Oh, I see. Okay. So right. I, I couldn't tell. I mean, because it goes to that black and white. Right. And it's quick cuts, close-ups thing. You don't see people clearly. I, I think it is the other thing. I think it's yeah. I think it's his wife cheating because the like you just see the woman from the back, but she has uh, yeah. she, she doesn't look exactly like Debbie Morgan. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're, they're going to fall in love. Yes. They're falling in love instantly. In that now. afternoon. Like, it, it just happens. Right. Because you know? that hair. <laughs> you have to. And yeah, Vondi Curtis Hall, he's just dreamy as hell. Like, with, 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 like he starts painting her picture. Oh, come on now. I, I mean, mean, like, geez. This guy has got serious, serious He, get, he gets out the canvas. Yes. And then she sits down on the piano. Oh, man. And they lock eyes, and then it cuts to them making out. It shows them start to paint. Yeah. And then the oil painting, her face fades into the finished oil painting. Yes. Wonderful. I know. And then... And then it pans over, and they're kissing on the piano there. Wonderful. <laughs> it's just the perfect way to spend an afternoon. Get your picture painted, and then, you know, uh, score with the artist. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yep. And then he, he wants to marry her. Yeah. She doesn't want to because then he's dead meat. That's right. So she's like, it's not because I don't love you. It's because you'll die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's... And... 
he he knows. I mean, he lives around, so he everyone in town knows everybody, and mm-hmm. you know they 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 know what Lewis is up to, and they know about Moselle's uh, mm-hmm. three dead husbands. Yep. So he's he's well aware before she even makes talks about the curse. You mm-hmm. know, probably what what the deal is, and you know he's willing to to take that plunge and and marry her, knowing that he might die, mm-hmm. uh, because yep. he's just he's truly in love, and uh, boy, that's a wonderful thing. It's good, you know. He and. Uh, before they even discuss all that, he says they're sitting there on the bench looking at the lake or whatever. And he's like, well, I need to go find my wife now. And you're thinking, oh, well, this is over. Mm -hmm. Now he's going to go find his wife again. And he says, I need to find her so I can divorce her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude, you got the moves. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, man. That was awesome. (laughs) It's like, good call. Uh Uh-huh. And everything he says here is like the perfect thing. He responds perfectly to her. He like, you're not a broken woman. And right. he like touches her heart and is like, this is broken and uh, I'm going to plant seeds here. I'm like, dude, what a lie. I know. Exactly. <laughs> like, like what an awesome thing to say, because like, like in addition to, to her husband's all dying, she also can't have children. Yes. And yes. So yes, she's talking about how she's barren. Right, right. And, and when he's, before he says the line about like, that's what's, what's broken is, uh-huh. is like, you're not barren. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's here. This is, this is barren. Yes. I will plant seeds here. Oh, uh, Wonderful stuff, dude. Oh, Vondi. You know, <laughs> my God. You know, he's just the perfect man. And, and he probably just made this all up on the spot. Of he's course, that handsome. Of course. Exactly. Me. When you look like that, forget it, man. You, you just, you have that. You Your have words a... are just as gorgeous. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So he's kind of in the picture now. Yeah. Uh, so things are escalating at the home, uh-huh. I guess. Um, there's a scene when, you. I think you mentioned it. Uh, Cicely would stay up and wait for her father. Yes. She comes downstairs and the mother is now sitting there waiting for the father to come home so she can give him an earful. That's right. She's had it. Yeah. She's had it up to here. And she says to Cicely, you know, I don't want you waiting up for him anymore. And basically I hate you. Yep. And Cicely goes back upstairs. Uh, Roz is drawing lines. Roz is definitely. Yeah. She's saying, you know, if you ever do this again, you're dead. Right. Yeah. So uh, she goes back upstairs. We hear them arguing for a few seconds. Roz and Lewis. It's mm-hmm. a great scene that happens for like five seconds. Right. It shows Cicely and Eve both awake and unable to sleep because they can hear the arguing downstairs. Yes. I love it. Yeah. It's like five seconds long, but I thought it was perfect. Uh-huh. It was great. Um, and then what we find out is now Cicely is acting all weird. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. She's kind of just ruined she's withdrawn she's withdrawn she doesn't want to do anything and you're thinking it's because her mother has been so cruel to her lately right um and what we find out is that's not the case so that night what happened we find out that she went downstairs after the arguing was over to comfort her father and she sits on his lap gives him a kiss like a, a daughter father kiss yes you know and then another kiss happens where the father samuel jackson comes and starts to really kiss her yes. like a woman, yes. like he's going to cheat on his wife again. Yes. He's he's going to rape his daughter, it seems like. That's right. Uh, and she forces him off, and he, like, slaps her in the face. Yep. She falls on the ground, and then that's it. Like, he doesn't proceed with it. She right. runs off in tears and right. all this because she was just assaulted by her father. And yeah. we find out that's why she's so withdrawn now. That's what she tells Eve. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also has been starting her menstrual cycle. Yes, she started her period. That's true. 
And when she's when when Lewis gets home, this is the next day after the incident that you just described. Mm-hmm. He goes upstairs to to see her. Roz tells him, you know, uh, what happened about her her period. He goes in and 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 is trying to like say, you know, he she's with Moselle. She won't look at him. She mm-hmm. she won't look at Lewis. And she says, you know, uh, I I just don't want you to see me right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have the knowledge of what happened previously. Yes, yes. We, we think she's just embarrassed about you yes. know, starting her period. Right. He offers to like have a nice lady doctor come over, mm-hmm. you know, lady that he knows, and she she doesn't really respond. Mm-hmm. Um, later, we see them downstairs, and it's gotten to the point where like they're they're, they're wondering if something's wrong with her psychologically. Yes. So they want to send her to this uh, this clinic. Yep. And Samuel Jackson is kneeling beside her with his head down through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He knows something that we don't yet. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting way, not to pass along information, but just to hide from the audience something that key that we're missing, mm-hmm. is he's usually the one talking whenever he's in the scene mm-hmm. because he's in charge. And he, he this whole town just like bends the knee to mm-hmm. this guy. For him to sit there on one knee with his head down, not even looking at anyone, while Roz tells tells Cicely all the mm-hmm. stuff, like it immediately jumps out at you like something is amiss, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And they tell her about going to this psychological retreat or whatever. Right. And they say, you know, it's just a suggestion. You yep. don't have to go. And she wants to go. Right. Because she wants to get away from her father. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. And uh, this is where we find out what happened. That's right. Uh, she, she tells, tells Eve, the story. Eve what happened and Eve says, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. I hate him. That's I, right. I want him to die. He hurt you and I'm going to put a spell on him and kill him. Yeah. He, she, uh, goes to the market, finds Elzora again and wants her to, you know, hex her father and kill him. Yeah. So <laughs> she steals $20 and goes to the market. I thought she was going to buy pineapples with it, by the way. Oh, yeah, I know. She went and stole a pineapple before. <laughs> and that's like another one of those like whimsy kid scenes sure. that's, that I loved. Uh, but she goes there to the market, gives her $20, and is like, let's do this. Because usually she charges a dollar. Yeah. So 20 bucks, man. So she goes, and um, Elzora agrees that, okay, we're going to do this. And she bring she brought a hair from his comb, you know, to, to set up this curse or whatever. Right. And uh, they start it, and she says, all right, we'll come back Thursday night. And uh, the game is on now, I guess. Yes. She's going to put a, a spell on her father, and he'll die. Is it this same scene, like before she visits Elzora or after, where Roger Guinevere Smith shows up? And it's a right around this time. Okay. But I wanted to talk about this, too. Okay. Because I loved it. Yes. Um, yes. Because <laughs> Eve... It's good she's trying to tell people about it and yeah. like get the truth out, but she's kind of just being a shit disturber. Yes, I, I know. love the I way know. she does I, it. When she did, I was like, "Oh no, she's not doing that." Yeah, you know? the way she does it, uh-huh. I love it. She's like, "Yeah, your your wife really seems kind of like she likes a lot of attention or something, <laughs> just like my dad." They both seem like they like a lot of attention. Oh my god! And my mom seems lonely, and so do you. Maybe that's why my dad and your wife like attention or something like, it's, oh, it's that. Yeah. yeah. She's basically like saying, you know what? They're fucking. Exactly. That's what she's saying to him. And he's like, huh? I mean, he's like, just he's getting there. it. Yeah, he's yeah. getting it. And he's like, what the heck? 
Right. Why is this kid doing this? He totally understands it. He picks uh-huh. up on it, and then he just stands there, like looking at the ground, you know, like like right. with this bombshell that's been <laughs> given to him, you know. And uh, I I loved that. I scene. know. And I Eve was just such a little shit right there. <laughs> I loved it. Because <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's just the it was the perfect way to deliver that mm-hmm. news, you know, without spelling it out. Sure. She without saying it. She did spell it out. Yeah. Yeah. And she's acting like a little kid, uh-huh. like both both because she is a little kid and also she knows that, that uh, Mr. Moreau mm-hmm. uh, knows her as a little kid. And I think the way he looks at it is like, okay, she is saying these things, but she doesn't understand what she's talking about, even uh-huh. though she does know what she's talking about. Yep. The way he is perceiving her is like, she's just saying these random connections and she can't <laughs> put the pieces together. Uh-huh. But me, a grown man... Married to my wife, who's involved in this, I've got it figured out now. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, There's no mistake. It's good. It. I know. <laughs> and uh, it, and of course, it plays into uh, the curse. Yeah, Eve goes back to uh, the witch doctor's house, and she's like, "Well, they, she, he should be dead now. I did. I made the curse. You know, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Right. You know. Um, and then she go. Eve runs off, goes to the bar, and finds her father there. With, you know... Mrs. Moreau. Mrs. Moreau. Yeah. You know, having a drink, being a little too touchy-feely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Eve walks in and is like, let's go home. And he's like, oh, okay. Did you walk here by yourself? What are you doing here, you know? <laughs> and again, he turns on that I'm the world's best father routine. Of course. Right when this happens. He, he does... Yeah, he doesn't do a double take when he sees his little yeah. girl walk into this bar. He doesn't get scared. No. You know, or like, oh, man, the jig is up. Exactly. He's like, all right. Put this hat on now, yep. and and let's take care of this. And the bartender just, I, I love. I he's, love what he says. Yeah, he's uh, looks like you're busted, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, and the last so, one's on me. Exactly. <laughs> I know he's so calm about it. Everyone knows he's just out on the town with Mrs. Moreau. Uh huh. He's out at up the, the one bar in town. Exactly. Probably. <laughs> I know. I know that everyone goes to this juke joint has the whole town in it. Uh huh. <laughs> Except Roz. <laughs> and it's not like they're sitting there talking and laughing. They're touching each other yeah. and almost kissing. Out in the open. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 a known thing. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Then we see Roger Guinevere Smith shows up in a trench coat, basically. And it's scary. Yeah. And he confronts Samuel L. Jackson and is like, you know, stay away from my wife or I'll kill you. Uh-huh. It's a good scene. It's really I really good. like it. His confrontation of Lewis is, is really good. And Lewis is just like... Laughing it off, like, man, I run this town. You know, get out of here, get out of here, man. Exactly. You've I do had, what I want. Uh huh. That's right. And he's being like, "You've had a little too many, Lenny." It you was kind of like when he was arguing with Uncle sure. Harry at the beginning. Sure. You know? Except they're not family. They're no. not that close. You know. And they, he, they could be friends, or yeah, at least because they're at the party together. So. Well, and Lenny says something to him about, "I loved you, Lewis." And he goes, "Why?" Oh, he doesn't know how to respond. So yeah. He just goes, "I, I love you too, Lenny." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't think he does. I don't think he loves Lenny. I, I, I think I think he just is like, you know, I trusted you. Yeah. You know? Right. We were friends. What are you doing? Yes. I yes. can't believe this. He's he's totally devastated by the affair and and he's he's doing the right thing. He's not he's not like challenging Lewis to a fight in the bar. Right. You know, he's just telling him you got to stop this. Exactly. Otherwise, it's going to be bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they walk out. The whole thing could be avoided. Yeah. What happens next? Yeah. Um, Lenny tells Lewis, who is who is like trying to calm him down. 
if you say one more thing, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So Lenny and Maddie are walking off. Yep. And he says that to him. And then, so Lewis and Eve are standing there outside the bar. Right. And then what, what does Lewis say? He says, good night, Maddie. Yeah. Nice. Nice move. Jesus Christ. And then Lenny turns around, pulls out his pistol, and shoots Lewis dead. Saying the words, good night, Maddie, should not be a death sentence just on their own, but they kind of are. Yeah, that, Th- that was that's the asking thing, for it. Exactly, that you, could, you shouldn't have said. That's why he said it, though. Of course. Because he's the top dog in this town, man. What an asshole yeah. Lewis truly is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And we, we all knew it was going to happen, oh, too. Yeah, we could yeah. tell. I mean, he got he was cursed. Right. A uh. full-on cur- actual curse was put on him three <laughs> yep. days prior. Yep. And uh, and Eve is actually there trying to save him from the curse, even. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. like, like she knows that, like, okay, he's supposed to be dead by now. I need to go get him. That's why she goes to the bar and collects yep. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's free and clear. She kind of senses this thing happening. And we've already established, too, earlier in the movie in a really other good scene that Eve is starting to develop uh, the same skills that... Uh, Moselle has. Moselle has, yeah. exactly. Um, so she kind of senses what's happening. And when... what Boy, when he said goodnight, Maddie, I mean, we the audience know what's I coming. I gasped. I was yes. like, <gasps> no, he did not no, say that. <laughs> oh, God damn it. You know... <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Pretty and, cool. Yep. So the curse is completed. Yeah. Yep. That sucks. <laughs> you got you were asking for it though, dude. Uh-huh. You're totally. asking for it. Totally. That sucks. And now, uh, now she saw her dad die in front of her. Yep. Murdered in cold blood. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Good this sucks, Eve. I mean, yes. This sucks. She she watched her dad have an affair right in front of her, and now she's watched him die. Yeah, and it's all related too. Yeah. And then we go to, to Lewis's funeral, and then the, another thing that's important happens after the funeral, mm-hmm. as um, I believe it's, uh, who is it who's going through Lewis's effects? Eve is going through his books and yes. all that stuff, and she finds a letter that he wrote to Moselle. I that's think. right. Yeah. And in the letter, he's talking about the incident with his daughter, with Cicely. Yeah. And he's saying that... Uh, he, he's he's ta- he's addressing Moselle specifically, saying, you know, I, I can't believe w- with my behavior over the years that you would automatically think the worst of me, mm-hmm. um, that I would actually go through with this. Mm-hmm. And he assu- he sort of says, and we see visually the whole thing play out. Right, the, it the replays same the story again. Right, of when Cicely came down and was seemingly mm-hmm. beginning to be assaulted by her father, that Cicely, when she sat on his lap and kissed him, he took it as a daughterly kiss, mm-hmm. and then she initiated what looked to be sexual. Yeah. Now, we don't always perceive things the way we think we do. Yeah. But I think we probably were in agreement that regardless of what happened, Lewis put himself in that position. Yeah, I agree. You know? Mm-hmm. His 14-year-old daughter should never have been sitting in his lap. Mm-mm. Um, he could see, even before this night, the way she looked at him. Because even, even if she was so confused as that she was trying to put the moves on her father, mm-hmm. he planted those seeds Yeah, with his behavior mm-hmm. and uh, the example he was setting. Uh, he set the table for this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's his you fault. Know? Right. And God, when it happens, when she starts kissing him like that. Right. If this is the way it went down. Right. He kind of starts kissing her for a split second again because... 
he's drunk uh-huh. and he's thinking, oh, I'm in, having an affair, you know. Sure. Let's get it going. And then realizes it's his daughter. This is his memory of the situation. Yeah. And he pushes her off and he slaps her. Yeah. He didn't have to slap her. No, no he matter who did not. No matter who whose memory is the most accurate. Right. Right. He didn't need to slap her. No way. What a piece of shit. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. In addition to the slap, like you said, about w- when he sees her coming for him, mm-hmm. that's when you push her away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, sweetheart? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Nope. establish boundaries. Exactly. <laughs> hey, let, let's talk about this because you're obviously feeling something weird here mm-hmm. and we need to, we need to discuss this. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> but he's so used to everyone just getting what he wants at all times that, that, you know, I mean, I know. So, Yeah. And now, now Eve has this version of the memory. Right. And she confronts Sicily about it because she's back from her retreat or whatever for the funeral and mm-hmm. all this. And confronts Sicily. And I guess Sicily, the version that Lewis sp- like spelled out there, right. is probably more accurate. Right. Because the way Sicily responds is like she actually lied to Eve about it because that is what happened. The dad didn't put the moves on her. Right. Um, and again, it's the theme of the movie. What is the memory? You know, what really happened? Yeah. These two people see the same thing, but differently. Right. Uh, but Eve sees it that her sister lied to her again about something that happened. True. And she even says, like, I hated him for you. I hated him because of this. Right. And she blames herself for putting the curse on him and killing him, whether the curse had anything to do with it or not. Right, right. Um, it could just be all on him again because he's out philandering yeah. with this woman and he he paid the consequences with his life. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. Just, and, and now Eve has this guilt, you know, I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for what you said. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and the great thing about this is even after they're fighting like this and she says, I wouldn't have put the curse on him had I known the actual truth. And, yeah. and she finds out the truth by, you know, like throughout the movie, whenever Eve or Moselle wants to kind of read your mind, yeah. you know, you put your hands out, she puts her hands on top of yours. Mm-hmm. And when she sees the vision that, that's in uh, Cicely's head, well, what I like about it is that it's, it's actually more confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what she saw. We, yeah. we actually see, you know, the kiss happen, but we can't really piece together, you know, like mm-hmm. who's doing what or whatever. And the best part of, of like of the ending of this is, is that like the sister's relationship is totally mended. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even, even though there's still a lot of confusion, they just hold hands and they walk over and they dispose of the letter. Eve is comforting Sicily. Yeah. Even though Eve is feels betrayed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. They're standing by the lake, the water there. And that's the end of the movie. It, right. The camera like zooms out and. They're standing there with the nice man that swamps there. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous looking. I know. God, it's so cool. Uh, and that's the end of the movie there. Right, man. Yeah, uh, quite a good one. I know. Um, anything else, Dave? There's a scene um, earlier in the film, like maybe toward the middle of it. I think it's right before Eve decides she's going to put the curse on on Lewis. She's on the porch with Moselle. I, I was going to bring this up too. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really excellent scene. Yeah. Um, where <laughs> Moselle is talking yeah. to her. Mo- yeah. Moselle's talking to her, and Moselle has this line. She says, it, it was after like Eve had mouthed off to Roz, her mm-hmm. mom. Moselle says, if you get careless again with your mama's feelings, I swear I will do you harm. Mm-hmm. And then 
she tries to uh, like get the secret that that Eve has been carrying around, or mm-hmm. like she she wants to know what what's actually on her mind. So mm-hmm. they they do the the palm thing, mm-hmm. and like Moselle is almost like physically struck back uh-huh. because Eve's powers are actually superior to hers in that she can't read ah, Eve's mind. Okay, I didn't get that. Yeah, she says but that makes uh, sense though. Yeah. yeah. Because she, she, you know, she goes, "Hey, if you're gonna keep secrets, then fine. I won't do that again." And then she kind of mm-hmm. leaves in a huff. Mm-hmm. It's like that's pretty awesome. And th- this is the scene. what I wanted to talk about in this scene was, it starts out with Moselle talking about like divine plans and stuff like yeah. that. Like, like why would God do this? Oh, yeah, there has yeah. to be something going on, you know. Right. And if not, what's the point? You know, she's getting really existential here about life with a ten-year-old kid. Yeah, <laughs> and then she says all this stuff about like, and there must be some kind of divine plan. And then Eve says, "How do you kill someone with voodoo?" <laughs> right after she's talking about all this, you know, that's right, crazy like the grace of God kind of stuff. Yes, and she's like, "All right, voodoo murder." <laughs> and then that's what causes Moselle to question her, like, "What?" the hell is in your mind uh-huh. you know right exactly <laughs> who do you want to kill <laughs> why would you say that that's the secret that she's trying to get mm-hmm. from the yep. from the mind reading is who do you want to kill yeah and that's when you know eve shuts down mm-hmm. and uh well <laughs> good stuff i know it's really cool <laughs> my favorite stuff is the moselle and eve scenes i agree they're, they're good they're fascinating characters mm-hmm. um everyone in this movie is but but those two especially like they're they're, they're just so there's so much to what they're doing. Yeah, agreed. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to bring up was that, like, if you've ever been to this region of the country, uh, both uh, Louisiana, and then if you go a little further east into the what's called the Low Country, mm-hmm. like uh, Charleston, South Carolina, down into down to Savannah, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, I, my spirituality is very complicated. I don't really have much of it. Mm-hmm. I, I my my life is 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 pretty much godless for the mm-hmm. most part. But uh, when I was walking around, you know, at 11 p.m. in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just, you know, like <laughs> too scared of things. Maybe I've seen too many horror movies. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. maybe maybe it's because I'm near a graveyard. But something's going on. Yeah, like 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 <laughs> somebody's casting something. And I mean, maybe Moselle was hanging out on a porch and I didn't know it. I, maybe whatever's going <laughs> on. Like it, it is it is a real feeling when you're down there. Yeah, and you know what? You give me a movie set down there. Oh. I'm, I'm there, dude. It's my favorite setting. I agree. I, I love it. And for books too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Southern Gothic is mm. is where it's at. Yep, you know, totally, it's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, would you recommend the movie, Dave? I would recommend this movie, um, and I would give it five stars. And I want to. There is something I forgot to mention when okay. you talked about. You know, what else you want to talk about? Uh huh. We should mention Cassie Lemons. Okay, go um, ahead. She's a obviously an exceptional filmmaker, um, and she actually is part of my all time favorite movie edit. In Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. when Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. reveals inside the ambulance that he's wearing, I think, Charles Napier's face, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes the mask off, the camera cuts, and Cassie Lemons has thrown a, a phone down, mm-hmm. the receiver's swinging around, and she's sprinting down the hall trying to get to uh, Jodie Foster's mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing. Yep. I, I just like you talked about that when yes, we did Silence yes. of the Lambs as an episode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cassie Lemons is awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Cassie Lemons. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'd recommend it, too. I'm giving it four stars. All right. Uh, it's a fantastic movie. Yes. Definitely. And we didn't mention it, but I think one of the main reasons you wanted to talk about it 
it was Roger Ebert's best movie of the year. Best movie of 1997. Yeah. So it beat out Boogie Nights, um, mm-hmm. Titanic. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1997 was actually a very good year for movies because it beat out LA Confidential as well. Oh, geez. Yes. All right. Um, well. And it was ignored by the Academy, which is a just such bullshit. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, whatever. We, we, we've complained you, enough about that, I what guess. Do, what do you know? You know? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just turn the fucking record over, <laughs> I guess. But Jesus Christ. Eve's Bayou was fantastic. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, so that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts. Rate it, review it, and share it. Get more dudes listening to the dudes. You know, join Dave's Bayou here, man. You want to get on that. Uh, and if you don't use that program, find us on any other podcatcher of your choice. We'll be there. Just search Dudes on Movies. We'll be there. Or go to dudesonmovies.com, and you'll find everything you need right there. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And we got a voicemail, 304-804-DUDE. Call in and leave your answer to the question of the week. And the question of the week is, what is your favorite movie set in the Deep South? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. Lots of good ones, folks. All right, so call in 304-804-DUDE, and we'll play your responses on our monthly listener response show. Mm -hmm. And stay tuned next week when we do 2000's Quills, directed by Philip Kaufman and starring Jeffrey Rush and Kate Winslet. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) 